Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Lift your hands and let us pray. Father, thanks a million for this blessed opportunity to be in your presence. Speak your word to us in the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. Wow. That's a beautiful start to, to this series. Is that not so? Yeah, I'm sure. We will, what's the name of our other lady? Joel, we'll miss Joel, but we'll miss Joel, but I'm sure this one will be great. Amen. Joseph will be great. Wow. Anyway, um, welcome to the service. It's a pleasure to speak to you. Those of you at home, those of you who are there with us, it's a pleasure to speak to you. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. We want to continue our series on backsliding. Um, we've looked at um, descriptions. We've looked at... Um, principal causes. We've looked at um, the psychology of backsliders. Today, we want to look at symptoms, all right? Say amen. amen. Say an amen to encourage me. Amen. All right. I think those of you at the back also, if you can come into the church so that it gives me a little more confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. That place is a good place. I think, see, you can just come forward one step. That's all. Great. Powerful. Boyaka. Great. All right. Before I start preaching, I just want to say that I'm preaching to you that are with us. And as I'm preaching, don't listen to what I'm preaching for somebody who's sitting at home. Do you get it? Don't listen to what I'm preaching for uh, maybe somebody who has left the church. Do you get it? If I want to preach to somebody who has left the church, I have to leave the church to preach to the person. Do, do you understand? So, for me to have come here to preach means I'm preaching to those of you who are in the church. Do, do, do you get it? So, whilst I'm preaching, don't be thinking about um, Christopher Columbus, Nebuchadnezzar. I mean, if I want to preach to Nebuchadnezzar, I'll go to Babylon. Do, do you get it? Uh-huh. Don't feel, oh, he's preaching to Ahasuerus and his wife Vashti. And no, please, I'm preaching to you. So listen to me. All right? Those of you at home, I'm preaching to you. So don't listen for somebody. And also, there's no point after the service taking your phone to call um, Shaka Zulu. No, not even Shaka Zulu. King Kong. To tell King Kong that there's no need. All right? Listen to the preaching for yourself. The word is coming to you. It's not for anybody. It's for you. And for myself. Hallelujah. Put your hands together to let me know that you agree with what I'm saying. You see that? There's no need. Okay. Listen to the word for yourself. Amen. Great. Now I've been talking about backsliding because we all backslide at one point or another. Do you get to backslide? Just means to draw back from where you are. Do you see? We all backslide from time to time. But because backsliding is very insidious, as we saw this morning, you cannot tell 
what is happening until it has finished manifesting itself. Hallelujah. Insidious means that it cannot easily be detected. It cannot easily be seen. You, can't, you won't notice it. When you start, as a Christian, when you start backsliding, you won't easily notice that I am backsliding until you are, you are fully backsliding. Then you now start manifesting things that show that you are backsliding. So if you are waiting to see those things before you start taking steps that prevent you from backsliding, you will be beyond help by the time you reach out for help. Hallelujah. Also, because it's insidious, you can't notice it. So the only way to know that you are backsliding is by using signs and symptoms. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 21. Signs and symptoms. So that's why tonight we are talking about symptoms of backsliding. Amen. Signs. If you don't use these signs, 25, if you don't use these signs, you will not know that you are backsliding. So Jesus said, and there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth's distress, upon the earth distress of nations with perplexities, the sea and the, wave, the waves roaring. He's talking about different signs. Men's heart shall, men's heart failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming onto the earth, on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Verse 26. So, and then shall they see the son of man coming in a cloud with power and glory. 28. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. 29. And he spake to them a parable. Behold, the fig tree and all the trees. 30. When they now shoot forth, you see and know of your own selves that summer is now nigh at hand. 31. 31. Likewise ye. So likewise ye. When ye see these things come to pass, know ye that the kingdom of God is nigh and at hand or is nigh at hand. Hallelujah. So Jesus is saying that as much as we don't know when Jesus is coming, when the end is coming, when we see these signs, these signs that are in 25, 26, all these signs happening, just know that that should tell you that the end is coming. Hallelujah. The same way you, are, you have not gone to school to study the weather or anything, but when winter is coming, you can see signs around you that makes you know that winter is coming. That's the same way Jesus is saying, use signs to know when things are coming. The same way for backsliding, the only way you know that it's coming is by the use of signs. Hallelujah. Symptoms. Because when those symptoms start to show, it means you have started backsliding. So from today, we'll look at a couple. We can't look at all of them. There are 25 signs in the book. We can't look at all of them. So we'll look at a couple of them. Hallelujah. The first sign we want to look at, because if I tell you that you are backsliding, you will start an argument. You, you will explain to me categorically and emphatically 
that you are not backsliding with diagrams, figures, examples, and pictures and graphs with illustrations and windows. Do you get it? With, 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 with witness statements and research findings. Do you get it? Coupled with chemical compositions. Do you, do you get it? Uh-huh. So, I know. So, I will not bother. All I can show you is signs. Then when you see the sign, you will know your level. By the time we finish this, water will find its right level. Somebody say amen. I said water will find its right level. Wonderful. So the first sign we want to look at is bad company. One of the ways you detect when somebody has started backsliding is when they start to keep bad company. Bad company. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 33, the Bible says that, be not deceived. Evil communication corrupts good manners. Some version says, don't be, don't be stared or led away from the truth. Evil company corrupts good habits. Hallelujah. The company you keep tells us how you are thinking and what is going on with you. So one of the first signs you see when people start to backslide is that they start to change the company they keep and they start to keep company with the wrong people. Because when you start to backslide, there are some things you stop doing. There are some things you start doing. Now, when you stop doing some things, your current company, you, you don't fit in. And everybody wants to feel normal in whatever group they are in. Nobody wants to look odd. No Nobody wants to be the odd one out. Like Joseph being the odd one out in the drama. The only yellow bone in the entire family. Do you get it? Odd one out. So, we all want to belong. We all want to fit in. We all want to look okay in that. So, when you stop doing certain things that people who are on fire for God are doing. And you start doing things that you are not supposed to be doing. You will see your current company, you don't feel comfortable there. So now you have to find a new group who feel okay with what you do. Do you get They feel okay with what you do. So because of that, you will see your company begins to change. So when you see someone, you just have to watch who they are friends. Show me your friend, I'll show you how far you will go in life. Show me your friend, I'll show you what you are thinking. Don't let anybody say, oh, we are just friends. No. Your friends affect you. Like I told you on Sunday, your friends affect you more than your pastor. Your pastor, I just preached to you 45 minutes. Even that time, now I'm left with 35, 31 minutes. And then the service is over. But your friend has you the rest of the evening. Some of you, your friend is Netflix. Netflix has you till tomorrow morning. Do you get it? To talk to you. Talk to you. Talk to you. Do you get Game of Thrones has you till tomorrow morning? Talk to you, talk to you. By the time you wake up in the morning, you believe you can fly. Because you have been watching people flying in the movies. Hallelujah. So your company, the company once you are company with, with the wrong crowd, bad company, they are likely going to influence you. It's just a matter of time. 
If they are a group of drunkards, very soon you start drinking. Yeah, if your friends are people who are into pornography, it's just a matter of time. Just wait, Friday evening you will start around 7.35 p.m. You will start, and you will start with Indian pornography. Indian. Yeah, when we say, Pastor, when I see the hair, I say, aha, yes, it's natural. Indian, Indian. Yeah, Amita Bajan and Co. Yeah, yeah. You'll be shocked. It's just a matter of time. It is just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. The people you relate with, the people you really don't take church seriously, very soon you also stop using. Because you begin to feel, oh, Tuesday if you say you are going to church, then it's like, ah, did you not go to church on Sunday? And you want to go again on Tuesday? What at all is your pastor saying that he cannot say everything on Sunday? Then that. If your friends don't join flow prayer, some of you struggle to join the flow prayer because your friends don't join flow prayer. Yeah. When we were looking at the lady in the drama, I was waiting for you to say challenger. But because you didn't say challenger, I knew you didn't join the flow prayer. Because Bishop described her completely today, fully today. Describe her fully. So if you were part of flow prayer, it will come to your mind. Pastor Zos, didn't it come to your mind that challenger is on the TV? Yeah. But you, your friends don't join. So by that time, they are trying to WhatsApp you and chat with you. You two, you are busy praying. K -ba -ba -ba. After a while, you see, you see this K-ba-ba-ba thing. Um, let me do something else. Let me do something. Your friends will influence you. Your friends will influence you. So usually, when, even when you look in the church, you will see that they, all, they know how to find each other. I don't know how, whether it's a hot spot. They, they do a hot spot and then you come in or something. But they can attract each other. They get the signal. They get a signal and then they, they are together. So the company you keep, if you keep company with backsliders, you will backslide. It's just a matter of time. Now, if we tell you that, look, company with this person is a wrong company, you will argue because you, at that time you have not backsliding yet. Do you get it? So you, you, you'll be looking at us like, ah, we don't love God. We don't want you to love people that God has created. Do you see? But it's just a matter of time that those people will draw you after them. Draw you after them. First Corinthians 5 says, Bible says that, know ye not that a little leavening leaveneth the whole lamb. It's, a, it's a, just a little influence. By the time you realize it has influenced you completely. As a Christian, you shouldn't be under some influences. Yeah, I'm almost tempted to say, there are some people you shouldn't talk to. All the problems we had in the Garden of Eden, if Adam was, if Eve was only talking to Adam, we will never have this problem that we have today. The only problem was Eve went to have only one conversation with Devel, and then that was it. Meanwhile, if I had met Eve, I told Eve, don't be friends with Devel. Eve will say, God has created Devel. You don't want me to have friendship with Devel. What kind of pastor tells you not to talk to Devel? Not, we are here. We are still paying for that conversation with Devel. Yeah, we are still paying for it. After many years, we are still paying for that conversation that Eve had with Devel. Just one conversation. That's all. That's it. Just one conversation. They had with Devel. That's it. Then, 
the whole thing became a problem. Did what devil came to make Eve question what God has said. There are some friends, they make you question what God has said. They make you question the truth. They make you question what you have believed. Pastor T, they make it, look, devil, one conversation, you know, he just asks Eve a question. Did God say? That's all. Just one question. All the time that Eve was in the garden, she didn't have a problem with what God had said. No, no, it wasn't a problem for her. Because it didn't take anything away from her. She, she had nothing to lose. Her life was okay until Devel came and said, did God really say? Then she started to question it. Are you sure you will die? Then now she's not sure whether God said we shouldn't eat it or we shouldn't touch it. Then Devel said, touch it. Then she told Devel, oh, you said we shouldn't touch it. He said, oh, should he eat it or even touch it? Hey, look at it. I've touched it. I've not died. Do you, are you sure you will die? You will not. By the time they finish the conversation, ah, she had finished with it. Yeah. So your company, it will influence you. You are not immune. It will by all means influence. A seed will be sown into you. Sometimes it's a WhatsApp. Sometimes it's a screenshot. Boom. Then you are looking at it, looking at it. It's, poison. it's just been put inside straight up. Straight up, you have to you you have to resist it because the seed has been sown. And it's a phone call. Hi, baby. Hi, stranger. Yeah. stranger you have to say look jesus told me don't talk to strangers hey pastor how did you know that jesus said jesus said my sheep know my voice a stranger's voice they will not follow you you think it's my grandmother's advice it's jesus who said a stranger's voice they will not follow ah look that guy that david david's son the one who killed absalom no, not the one, the one who did the rape. Amnon. Where do you think he got the rape idea from? His friend. Find me his name. His friend. He was there. He was having his problems. He looked at this girl and said, I like this girl. But he didn't know what to do till his friend came. When his friend came, he said, I have a plan. I have a plan. I have a plan. I have a plan. If that friend didn't come to Amnon, Amnon would have never had this problem too, which led to the end of his life. So be careful of the company you keep. It shows us everything. What's his name? No, the name. I don't need the verse. I just need the name of the guy. Yeah. Oh, it's Jonadab. Jonadab. You say he's where? Second, first Samuel where? Second Samuel where? 13. When you go home, go and look for that guy, Jonadab. He came, he said, why are you the king's son and you have such a problem? I got a plan. Be careful of people who say, I've got a plan. Got a plan. Be careful of the company you keep. If you don't, it's just a matter of time. Bible says, a little living it. Living it the whole life. It means it affects the whole. The li- living is just, it's like yeast. It's just small. 
of a child realize it has affected the whole thing. So be careful the company you keep. Careful the company you keep. You have one rotten apple in the pack of apples, it's just a matter of time. The whole pack will be spoiled. One rotten potatoes in the bag of potatoes, you say, oh, it's only one. Let's leave it. It's just a matter of time. It will affect the whole thing. It's just a matter of time. You'll, you'll be surprised. But when it has not started spoiling the rest, when we tell you, oh, but, oh, but, Bishop, they are all potatoes. Let's put them together. It's just a matter of time. Till you have a bag of rotten potatoes. And mercy on you if you have a bag of rotten potatoes in your house. The smell. My God. You can't stand it. Number two, I said there are a lot, so we are going to thousands, so let's speed up. Number two, so bad company. Be careful of the company you keep. I can know how your mind is working by who your friend is. So we are just friends. Look, two cannot work, work together except they agree. So if you, if you are working with them, you agree with them. If they are working with you, you agree with them. Yeah. They are working with you. You agree with them. There's no two ways about it. You share their opinion. You share their opinion. Maybe they are bold enough to voice it out. But you may not be. So you are just... But you share their opinion. If they are into clubbing, you will be into clubbing. I've seen a lot of young ladies, young men destroy themselves because of their friends. Some friend came in, then they oh, they started to do whatever they are doing, you will be doing some. It's just a matter of time. You have not started now. Because today is September 8th. But September 11th is coming. 9-11 is coming. We are just a few days away from 9-11. It is coming. I remember many years ago, during that famous 9-11 time, 8th September or 9th September, I was in New York City myself. Yeah, that day, 8th September or 9th September, I don't remember which one. I was there either two days before the crash or three days before the crash. I was there. The skies of New York was looking clear. It didn't, if anybody had come to say, this building is going to, and that, you see it from far away. These buildings are going to fall down. You will say to Fiacqua, it's not possible. But two days later, the whole skies of New York was black. So when you tell them, this thing is going to lead to your destruction, you say, oh, it's not possible. I mean, how? How can you have such a wild idea going? I knew, I knew, I knew a pastor. Anytime I see someone, I said, this thing, this is how it's going to end up. So oh, how? I mean, how can you think of such a wicked thought? How can you say that? How can you say such a thing? I remember one day, I was passing in front of a place, a house. Then I saw a lady coming out of there. She doesn't live there. At 6 a.m. We were coming for 6 a.m. prayer. Then she was, she doesn't live there. 6 a.m. She's coming out of there. I told this pastor, I said, watch this thing. So how can you have such, I said, at 6 a.m., what else is she going to do in this brother's house? What? Is it soul winning? Is it follow-up? Is it evangelism? Is it this? Don't broadcast breakfast meeting. Anakazo. She said, no, 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 no. I said, okay. I mean, I've learned not to argue a lot. Oh. I just said, okay, I'll find you at the junction. I'm waiting on the entry. You will you, you catch up. Don't worry. Eventually, happening as, as I said it. Sometimes we see signs, we don't take it seriously. Because it's not the real manifestation of the thing. We don't take it seriously. We don't take it seriously. Number two. Second one, second one. 
The second one is looking back. Second sign. Looking back. Looking back. Looking back. In Genesis chapter 19, we see the famous story of Lot. Lot and his wife and children being delivered from Sodom and Gomorrah. How many of you remember? It happened the other day, four weeks ago. Yeah. When they were coming. When the angel went to deliver them, he said only one thing to them, verse 17. He said, and it came to pass when they had brought them, when they had brought them forth abroad, that he said to them, escape for thy life. Look not behind thee. Neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be cons- consumed. He only gave them only one thing. He said, don't look back. Don't look behind you. Don't try to check what's happening there. Just look forward and press on and keep running and escape for your life. One of the signs that tells us, you see, a sign is an indication of something that is about to happen. One of the signs that a Christian was always looking back. Oh, when I was an unbeliever. Oh, when I was on university campus. And I was, it's, it's just a matter of time. Say, oh, the good old days. Yeah. I used to have this guy. He would come for me. We'll go to a, a chicken licking and Nando's. Uh, who else does chicken? KFC. He was into chicken, you know, and we had a good time. Now I've come to find this beloved in the church every day. Let's flow with me, flow with me, flow with me. All he knows how to say is, flow with me. <laughs> if that's what you are fine, what you do? What do you do? You take it like that. But I always look, oh, I remember, if I remember Jimmy. It's just a matter of time. You will go back for Jimmy. I'm sure Lord's wife, Bible says she looked back and she turned into a pillar of salt. All the family, all of the, them, they escaped. Only Lord's wife was the one who was consumed. She turned into a pillar of salt. I'm sure she was remembering, oh, back in Sodom, you know, the people in Sodom, my things in Sodom, my past life, my this, my that, my this. I used to do this. I used to do this. Now I've come to Christ. I can't do this. Bishop tells a story of a lady who gave a testimony in church. And she started to say, when she was in the world, she used to have men who would take her abroad, take her shopping, buy her clothes, and this. And she really had a good time, and life was really nice. And then she got born again. And now she's in church. Can you imagine? Testimony time! And now I'm born again. And I'm in church. It didn't take long. Keep looking back. Oh, when you were living lawlessly, you call it pleasure. Pleasure. Meanwhile, you were a law to yourself. Sometimes you could wake up, you don't know who has been with you or who you have been with. After three days, you are now waking up. You don't know who it was. Who, and, and who it was and what it was. What took place and what didn't take place. You just have to believe God and say, okay, consolidated account 
Yeah, like Jacob Zuma, you just, and then you go on. Yeah. You don't know. You thought that was good life? Look, you don't know good life. Yes, to be the way you can, you are alone. Nobody can govern you. Nobody can control. Nobody can tell you what to do. Then it's like, hey, yeah, that was the life. That's not the life. Now, now that I'm born again, I have to read my Bible. I have to pray. I have to. When you hear them talking like that, they are edging closer to the end. Edging closer to the end. Edging. So all of us must watch ourselves the way we look back at the world. The way we look back at the things in the world. Our days as unbelievers. Your days as unbelievers, you could do anything you like. Okay, where did they take you? Where did, many, many Christians make it look like God sent Jesus to save us, to destroy our lives. That there's a better life. We, we were having a better life. But just to escape hell, we gave up the better life. Look, you can't be in Christ and your only plan is, is just to escape hell. No. God is trying to give you a better life. Make something out of your life. Make something out of your life. So, you know, we used to go here. We used to go places. We used to do things. You used to do what? You used to do what? Many of those things left you heartbroken. Many of those things left you sad. Many of those things. In the midst of it, there was a thrill. But after it, there was a heartbreak. Many of them, they left you heartbroken. Many of them left you confused. Many of them left you even not sure what to do with your life. Every day was a confusion. But when you get into the thrill, you say, oh yeah, we're having a good time. We're having a good time. Your value was being washed away. Your value was being washed away. I miss, I miss those good old days. They were not good old days. Please tell the truth. They were transient. They look, they look flashy. But you know, you know the mornings that you woke up crying. You know, even up to today with all the blood that Jesus has shed for all of us, you can't have a normal life. You can't have a normal life. Suspicious of every man that comes around. Suspicious of every lady that comes around. Suspicious of everything. Because of the things that you went through. You call it a good life. When God is now giving you a good life, you are looking back at the time. You see, you are looking back at the moments. Like, there were some three days that you were very happy. But after that, what happened? There were some two weeks that you were very happy. But after that, what happened? There were some three months that you were very happy. But how did they end? How did they end? With all the nightmares that you were having. How did they end? With, with unsolved questions that are in your mind, even up to today. Unanswered questions that are in your mind, up to today. Those questions are still going through your mind. If you wish somebody could give you an answer for it. I don't want to say that today. Yeah, you still have those questions going on in your mind. Up to today. Hello? Why is the church so quiet? Is my time up? It looks like my time is up. Connie, is my time up? Uh, the way they are very quiet, it's like my time is up. So I'm surprised. I'm watching zero, zero. Uh, okay. Yeah. Looking back, I could drink this. I could. Where did it take you? 
you have scars on your body because of that. Because of that. One day if your children ask you, Daddy, where did this car? You can't answer. You can't answer. And today's children, they ask anything they see, they ask. Yeah, they ask. They don't joke. Daddy? Daddy? Yeah. I mean, you have a scar here, here. How do you say here, my wife? Appa, appa. How do you say it in English? Your scalp. At the back. I, if you can see it from home, you're here. <laughs> do, you, do you know, Sena, you're here. The guy has a scar at his ear. Or, or, <laughs> or at your back. You have a scar at your back. How do you get hurt at your back? Which game were you playing to get hurt at your back? When you get hurt, you get hurt at your front. How did you go? Eh? What, what game? <laughs> yeah. So when, when now you have grown, you have grown hair to cover all that place. But a time is going to come. God is going to take the hair away. Then the scar will begin to show. Then your son will ask you, daddy, 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 daddy. Where did you get this from? Yeah. It's wild children who can get hurt at their back. I mean, how? Which game? Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So, stop looking back. Hey, I'm looking. So, so, so. Isaac, how? It's good to see you. I miss you. Number three, we are going to thousand, so let's go. The third sign. So look out for these signs. You see, like I'm saying, don't look out for these signs in Nebuchadnezzar. Look out for these signs in yourself. Don't look at it for Ahasuerus and Vashti or Christopher Columbus. Don't look at it in your own life. As I'm preaching, I'm looking at it in my own life. I'm looking at it in my own life. Who are the people in my life? Who are, as I'm talking about bad company, I'm looking, who are the people in my life? Who are the people, who are the people influencing me? In, who's the Jonadab in my life? That's what I'm looking at. Checking all my friends. Twelve disciples, which one is the Judas? Twelve friends, which one is the Jonadab? I'm checking. I'm looking for myself. As I'm talking about looking back, I'm looking in my life. What, what is it that I'm looking back at? What is it that I'm looking back at? With nostalgia and excitement and glee. No. I'm pressing on. That's, I'm listening to myself. And listening to it for myself. Hallelujah. So don't listen to the message for, for, for Jacob's 12 sons. Listen to it for yourself. Hello. Amen. Yeah, I don't stand and say, oh, I wish I was back in London. Back in what then? Oh, please stop that rough. Stop, stop, stop. No, I don't know. At all. I'm happy where I'm standing. I'm happy where I'm standing. So one day somebody told me, I'm going to travel to some place to do. I say, if you are going to do ministry, if you, it's ministry, you say God has called you. Don't mention where you're, what, that, that's 
say that you are going to pro- um, develop your life to prosper, but you will do ministry alongside. Then we will understand. So we know your aim, but don't say that you are going to do ministry so you are going to live in this country. Like the reason for which you are going to live in this country is to do ministry. I've done church in snow winter. Snow, not winter, cold winter. Snow winter. Snow winter. The person who has to open the door, you have gone all the way to church, doesn't want to come out of his house to come and open the door to do the church. Before you now open the door, set up to go and bring the souls. You do the church uh, every day, two members. Yeah. Same effort, same soul winning. Same. How many of you know that the famous Wembley Stadium? This is Wembley Stadium. This is Wembley train station. I've done outreach there. Oh, you win so sad. That is, even if people listen to you. When they finish listening to you, Sunday, when you come and do church, one. 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 So if you say that it's ministry you want to do, brother, go to India. There are people there. Go to Nigeria. Almost half of Africa is in Nigeria, Ethiopia, and Congo. Go there. I said, no, don't, don't bring this. You're now going to Singapore. Singapore. Let's leave Singapore to uh, David Prince. <laughs> Is that his name? Yeah. If it's ministry, if you want to go a, a career, go to Singapore. Then you do ministry alongside. You can be a shepherd for David Prince, something. Yeah. But that you say you, God has called you for ministry. And the calling is to West Virginia. Oh, please, please, please. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> number three, number three. Number three is overconfidence. 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 Bible says, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he falls. Overconfidence. Overconfidence. Let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he falls. Sometimes you can tell that this somebody said people are too confident of themselves. To be overconfident means to believe in your abilities, to overly believe in your personal capabilities and abilities. No, what we are doing is by the grace of God. But you hear, sometimes you hear the way they, they talk about when somebody makes a mistake. Those are the people who talk without saying, by the grace of God. By the grace. I'm going to move uh, by the grace of God. No, they won't talk with by the grace of God. See, oh, I can do it. If they use the spirit, I can do all things. They don't add to Christ who strengthens me. Waiting man no do. You know be anything, you go feed you. Those are the people. Overconfidence. Overconfidence. But Bible says, Galatians 6 20 says, Brethren, if one of you is overtaking in a fault. Ye who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering your own self. Considering yourself. Please put it up. Lest you fall. Consider yourself. Yeah. Hey, Galatians, this one. I, I just intentionally skipped this one. Don't worry. Time is finished. Left for two minutes. Brethren, 
if any man be overtaken with a fall, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. So, you see, these people, they are making this, because they don't pray. I know they don't pray. It's because you don't pray. That's why. If you were praying, if you were taking prayer walks, these things will not happen to you. Yeah. Yeah. I even know people who can say, eh, I've had a dream about you. Come, I want to pray for you. Bring anointing oil, two liters. And I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you. When I see you, remind me to pray for you. Oh, you're also struggling. You're a fellow struggler. Look, I have seen, by the grace of God, I've seen very, very absurd things. Pastor Skabosh. Ah, Pastor Skabosh is worshiping with us today. I, I forgot this Skabosh man. Pastor Skabosh, I've seen very strange things. I've seen people living in fornication. They themselves, they are living for, their husbands are trying to chase them out of the house. Then they have a dream about someone. Then they say, come, I want to pray for you. I'm like, don't you want to dream about yourself? Ah. Use that anointing of dreaming or whatever it is. To overcome your fornication. You see, sometimes people force me to say things that I don't plan to say. So I know you say, ah, what are you talking about? You now. If, if it was me now, after I have this dream, I'll just stay in my corner. Because, look, the way that things are, it's not easy for any man. So let me just stay in my corner. But then you say, you come. You, I had the dream. Yours you had is just a dream. A dream. And dreams, sometimes dreams are a result of your busyness. Sometimes dreams you have overeaten. That's what Jacob's brother was telling that when you eat banku, you eat pap, then you are having this dream. Sometimes it's because you have overeaten. If you don't believe me, if you, like, if you go home today, overeat and see, you have dreams. You'll be have dreaming, you'll be dreaming about things that have nothing to do with you. You dream about bicycle, three bicycles riding, going in the same direction. Dreams that you can't do anything with. It's from overeating. Yeah. I mean, when the pub goes in and it ferments, it's like you are drunk, but you are already asleep. Do you see? You are you're already asleep, but you have to... Please, you know, overconfidence. Over, put the scripture that you were putting there before I, I got to this one. When, when, when Saul was killed, when Saul was killed and they came to tell David, this was David's response. Hey, where is it? The one you put first before this one. 2, two twenty or something. Yeah, that one. Ah, you just put it there, you've taken it away. Why? Yes. This is the instruction he gave. They said, tell it not in Gath. Don't go and tell anybody that Saul is dead. Don't even mention it. Publish it not in the streets of Ashkelon. Why? 
lest the daughters of the Philistines rejoice. Our enemies will be laughing at us. Lest the daughters of the uncircumcised triumph. They will be laughing at us. Don't go and now tell them that, oh, Saul, you know Saul, he's dead. He's this, he's that. No, just keep quiet. Just keep quiet. But you see, as all this loyalty, it can never happen to me. Who told you? Who told you? Who told you? It's a good desire to have. But it's not beyond you. That's why every day you have to keep working on yourself. Every day you have to renew your mind. Every day you have to renew your mind. Every day. Every single passing day you have to renew your mind. You have to check yourself. Hey, this thing. And, and one of the, the ways disloyalty comes is through offenses and hurt. That's why you have to check every hurt. It's your birthday we didn't remember. Look, do yourself a fig, favor. Forgive us. I say it again. It was your wedding. We didn't come early enough. Do yourself, don't do us a favor. Do yourself a favor and forgive us. Because if you don't, it will just be sitting there. Waiting for the day that Satan wants to come to you. You will think that as it is there and it is fermenting, it's fermenting for me. No, it's fermenting for you. Like I said, you know, yeah, you do. Uh, but it is therefore, look, when you forgive people, you don't forgive people for them. You forgive people for yourself. Because whatever we do, God will come and judge us. And God will, God will give us the right recompense. Careful, we set up. Will give us the right recompense for what we are doing. Do you, do you understand? You, you forgive so that you can be free. So that your prayers can be answered by God. So that you can be free to be healed. So that you can move forward. So forgive for yourself. Not for us. Not at all. Many people think that, oh, when I forgive him, then I, it is he that benefits. No, when you forgive, you benefit. You are the one who benefits. So forgive. So, because it's just going to stay there and it will be marinating. The spices will be going inside. Everything will be sipping in grad. Till the day Satan feels that it has caused enough damage, it has caused enough mistrust, it has caused enough hatred, then he will now step it. Boom! Then you manifest. When you manifest, you'll be looking and say, Is that me? That's what happened to the prodigal son. Bible says, When he came to his senses, he said, Hey, how many tired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare that me, the son, I perish? How did, what you, basically, what he was saying, How did I even get here? How on earth did I get here? How did this thing happen? So don't be overly confident. Yeah, don't be. Number four, stubbornness. I think my time is up. I'll just close with that. Stubbornness. Proverbs 14, 14. Stubbornness. Stubbornness. The fourth sign is stubbornness. It says, the backslider in heart shall be filled with his own waste. You can't even stop there. The, a backslider shall be filled with his own ways. Usually when people are backslide, they become stubborn. They, you can't change their minds. You can't talk to them. Somebody was telling me, I, I, I was praying that when this person listens to this message, I said, no, stop message. The person is beyond listening to messages. 
That's how it comes. Stubborn. You can't advise them. You can't correct them. You can't show them what to do. Nothing. They won't listen to anything. What at all are you going to tell them? They will, the person has decided what I have decided to do. That's what I am going to do. That's it. This Sunday, somebody sent me a message. Said, Bishop, blah, 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 blah. I, God has spoken to me. This, this, that. But as much as I know what God has said to me, I want your advice on it. Yeah, long message. Analyze everything. God has spoken. I mean, if God has spoken to you, whose advice will you need? I mean, a man's advice. No, we don't need a man's advice for anything. But the person concluded by saying, as much as God has spoken to me, I need your input. I need your advice on what God has said to me, how to, on it, on it. A backslider? Look, sometimes it's not even God that has spoken. Please don't repeat what I'm saying. It's not even God that has spoken to you. You just had a dream. And you, whatever you had a dream, you have seen it vaguely. Look, when you have the, I don't know why people use dreams. Dreams are very powerful. And God guides us. Even Jesus' birth was as a result of a dream. But don't let a dream lead you astray. How experienced are you in dreams? How experienced are you in dreams? You let's put aside experience. Since you were born, how many dreams have you had? How many have come to pass? What is the percentage? Do, do you get it? Like if you have had a hundred dreams and ten have come to pass, it means your percentage of being right with your dream is just ten percent. You let's even give you fifty percent has come to pass. Then there's a fifty-fifty chance that you are wrong. There's a 50-50 chance that you are wrong. This person said, I need your advice. A backslider, you can't tell them what to do, never. They feel they do everything. Yeah, I put a, a post on one of our groups written, a wise man knows that he doesn't know everything. It's only a fool who thinks he knows everything. Or he knows all he needs to know. We don't know much. We don't know much. Yeah, we don't know much. Do you know much? Do you know Nedo? You don't know Nedo. Who's Nedo? I don't know Nedo. Do you know Nedo? Yeah. A backslider at heart. No matter what you tell them, they won't do it. They are stuck in. You can't convince them. You can have long meetings with them. You won't change their mind. You can preach any type of message. You won't change their mind. Sometimes you see people, when they hit a certain road, you can't convince them. That's why I'm telling you that this my preaching is for you. It's not for people who are out of the church. People who are out of the church, they have decided that they won't, they won't listen to what I'm saying. That's why they are out of the church. Why do you think they are out of the church? So don't listen to the message for them. Listen to the message for you. At least you are still within. Yeah. You can't convince them. You will talk and talk and talk. Then they are, what about... Then you talk and talk. So what if you talk and how about? Okay, Bishop, how about this other place? Oh, but you talk, uh, Bishop, I agree with everything you are saying. You see, I think I see what you are saying, but 
then we start again. That's another one hour. Yeah. Stubbornness. Stubbornness. A backslider. Look at the scriptures. A backslider in heart shall be filled with his ways. His own ways. You can't change their mind. So, you want to do this thing this way. So, maybe let's do it this other way. No. This is the way. This is how my grandmother did it. Yeah, my grandmother did it like this. Let's go to, um, what's the name of my place? Bulwa. That's how my grandma, I don't want to say Izimkulu or anything. Bulwa. <laughs> Please don't say I like saying Bulwa, Izimkulu. What's the name of my other? Matatiel and Tofiva. That, those are the places I know. If you tell me new places, I'll start saying them and I'll leave, I'll leave Izimkulu alone. I look for Ikobo. Ikobo. Don't say that this is how we do it at Ikobo. Ikobo Christ still towards Izimkulwe. No, I need a place that is not towards Izimkulu. <laughs> Give me another place. Yeah, Newcastle. But Newcastle doesn't have a power. This type of Newcastle Lady Smith, it doesn't have the power. I need something. Do you get it? A do to I do to Please always, uh, Mr. Man, when I come, remind me uh, so I don't say Izimkulu again. Or Bua. <laughs> you can't change their minds. No. Look, one. Let me not tell this one. Number five, I close with this one. I just mentioned this one. One day, I was saying that one day. A certain brother, he came to have a meeting with me, and he said to me that, Pastor, you see this sister, the Lord is speaking to me about this sister. So I said to him, it's not the Lord who is speaking to you. I said, it's not the Lord who's speaking to you. Do you see it? Yeah. Is there? Yeah. That's what is speaking to you. Do you see? Uh-huh. That's what is speaking to you. But it's not the Lord. So don't say the Lord has spoken to So I said to him, don't go there. Look, I talk, I didn't want to tell him the real reason why I was saying don't go there. Do you see? But I talked, I found a way, tried this way, try, still. This was many years ago, maybe like 10 years ago or plus. Do you know the reason why I was telling him not to go there? The sister had also had a meeting with me and said to me, that the lad the lad the same lad I said that same lad I said that same lad had said to her not to go in this direction so I was saving the guy from a crash 
but he said, after the long meeting, about two weeks later, he approached the, the lady. And you and I know how the story ended. Number five. I close with number five. I just mentioned number five and then we close. We start from there. The fifth sign you should look out for is what we call Christian surprises. Christian surprises. How many of you want to know what Christian surprises are? If you want to know what Christian surprises are, come next Tuesday. I'll tell you what Christian surprises are. Stand to your feet. Let's bring this service to a close. The Lord. The Lord. The Lord. Lift up your hands wherever you are shortly. We are closing in a minute or two. Just pray for yourself. Say, Lord, any sign that is revealing the state of my heart, show it to me and help me to correct it. Help me to correct. Lift your voice and just pray for a minute. Just pray right now. Pray right now. Pray right now. Pray be it stubbornness be it bad company be it overconfidence pray right now pray right now pray right now mato masekele makola brasto paleba bronde brebede bronde brebede robe debede 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 maso paleba kemato bade Pray against stubbornness. Pray against stubbornness right now, right now. Pray against it. Pray, pray that God should heal you from every stubbornness in your heart. That you cannot be corrected. You cannot be directed. You cannot be instructed. Pray against it. Nobody can change your mind. Nobody can change your mind. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.